Katie, and this is a Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. What's up? Over the hump, 201. We back. Yep. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) How you gonna say yep and then ask me what I said? I said we over the hump. We could have stopped the show at 200. But now we at 201. Oh, 201. Yup. We here. Oh, yeah. This is my what's her name. This episode comes out on my birthday. Period. Happy birthday. Now I finally understand what you you meant by being of a particular age. No, you don't. Happy birthday. Yes, I do. I feel old. First of all, ain't ain't no happy birthday yet. To you. I know I'm not I know I'm not old logically I'm literally not but like it's feeling like walls are closing in okay (laughs) (laughs) so what you what you doing for your birthday you getting a birthday bag you uh you going to the strip club I don't want to talk about it you said what I don't want to talk about it (laughs) I'm getting, I'm getting up there. <sighs> this is, this is sad. I should You're not delusion. feel old, huh? You shouldn't. Like, it's, it's giving delusion. It's not delusion. It's a lot of young people that feel like that. I guess. Like, but you are so young. That's a thing. Like. If you were turning 30, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> like, what I'm about to do. Now, I'm about to be over the hill. Nah, not what I'm about to do. <laughs> like, that's old. You know what I'm saying? But, like, come Meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, you got people <laughs> people over 30 listening to this. Like, <laughs> I was playing. They're like, F y'all. They're like, F y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the problem is, I wish I was joking. Like, I know logically that I am not old and I should not feel old. But I feel like I'll run out of time. That's a problem because a lot of young people feel like that. Mm-hmm. If for y'all, y'all don't know, I turned 24 on Monday. So today, when it, when this episode comes out. What was I doing at 24? 24. Let me think. Uh, long ago. Uh, it sounds geriatric. I have to be honest. <laughs> at 24, I was running around. I was lit. I was at Eastman. I was having a good time. You was 24 at Eastman? Mm-hmm. Life ain't kicked me down yet. I was having a good time. See, and life can kick me down. <laughs> and said, "Stay down." Right. <laughs> life ain't stopped molly whopping me yet. Ugh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I it need electroshock therapy or something because my brain needs to be rewired to do math and know that twenty four is not old. Yeah, I just I did, yo, girl. That was like. Some of the best years of my life. I had a ball at Eastman. I had so much fun. That's when I left. That Meliora ran off. <laughs> ran out. Well, but we're here. Don't call the class sleep whack for a word of encouragement. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ain't gonna oh. find it. Man, I feel bad. Anybody who <laughs> having a rough week. <laughs> yeah. Who ain't right? Somebody turned thirty one, and they they tuned into class sleep black. Sorry, y'all. And they you're just got to turn 31. You're not old. That's the thing. You're not. But I'm just saying, 
there's an issue there's something it's going on it's in the mental health crisis actually new york times just did they did like you know they sometimes they do like large scale like journalistic projects that have like multiple articles and stuff like that and they Mm -hmm. did one on the state of mental health in in america i'm gonna i'm gonna read it because like it's and that's the thing with and and it's happening with teenagers too that's even worse i wonder how much social media pays uh oh have you seen the social dilemma on netflix maybe but i if i did see it because i remember thinking like oh no i did not see it because i watched i listened to a podcast review on it which like i didn't do i didn't to be clear i didn't do it to like to see if i wanted to watch it or not i was just listening to my regular weekly podcast and they were talking about it and it didn't seem intriguing to me because it's just like it was kind of just like yeah social media sucks type of thing so i was like I know. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, it tells you, like, you know, some of the like what's going on, like why social media has the effect that it does on people, and especially teenagers and um, and kids and stuff. I mean, it's really bad. People's body image and and just Mm -hmm. attention span and suicide rates are astronomical for mm-hmm. kids and teenagers and especially black kids it's going up black kids and young adults it's bad man it's bad but um yeah it's like a whole thing people feeling like and also a good one the the one about college admissions the college admissions scandal it also shows like just how much harder it is to get into college and like what is going through kids heads and stuff mm-hmm. like when it comes to like achieving stuff it's just uh, it's just not good the problem is it's so hard to make a living it seems like there's a lot of money in this like floating around but it's like it's hard like we can do stuff that's sounds accomplished like it sounds like a big accomplishment but the compensation from it is so little that like you look at your life like the actual life that you're living and it's like you know like money is not the only measure of success but at the same time it's like if you're doing all this stuff that's supposedly great but you're still struggling to make a living like does it really yeah. you do it doesn't feel good like it just doesn't yeah. so like i feel like it's kind of like yeah i feel like that's what that's at the root of a lot of stuff for me it's like you're doing x y and z and it's like and what i got to show for it so <laughs> like oh. i mean i can't even do so much for you i mean i kind of felt like that <laughs> i didn't feel i didn't feel older 24 but definitely like after I left Eastman, I was like, you graduated from Eastman School it means you had nothing to show for it. <laughs> That's where I was at. Don't go there. I, and, I and I remember <laughs> that. And I and I remember that too. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't um, try not to get there. That's, and it's like what we have to show for I mean the diploma. You said what? I mean the diploma, but like at the same time Girl. Here go my diploma. I can't I can't dish out a diploma for my rent every month, so like you, you gonna play them a scale? for your rent first of all no secondly <laughs> that's what i'm saying like i mean now luckily i don't feel that way that way anymore um that's good i love that for you i don't even think the fellowship really helped because i thought like not no that's not that's not a negative thing like i thought you know how like oh i had nothing to show for it and you get something to show for it Oh, I see I, what you mean. Yeah, it was more like you had to. That was like some internal work I had to do. Yeah, definitely. But the problem is my internal work. I need to take a what? You, what you call that thing? A wrecking ball. 
to the whole infrastructure. Like, it's just bad. I just feel like sometimes you look up one day and you're like, dang, how'd it get this bad? Not like my life, but like in my head. Like, why well, I got all these terrible thinking pattern- patterns, you know? <laughs> like, I'm 24, I'm so mm-hmm. old. That's ridiculous. Objectively, I can see that that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But. Don't worry, girl. Sun- sunshine and rainbows. Classically black. Yay. I feel like we be real. Like, yeah. Sorry, Apparently, the read cut some stuff out. And I was like. Oh, I feel bad. Cause you be like, she be like, Kiffy, you're like, how's your week going terribly? And apparently, remember, you hear that? Oh, you don't want to sit read in real time. Yeah, I haven't. I, I'm not caught up. I stopped listening right before they took the break because I was like, well, I might as well wait till they come back. And now they back. So hmm. I feel we'd be real. Like, yeah, one day it's gonna get better. But until then, we're going to be lit <laughs> regardless, period. Period. Well, somebody's having a, a good day. Um, David Geffen Hall is reopening. We've talked about that $550 million renovation. That's one in Pennsylvania. No, it's New York. It's yeah, New York, New York Phil. Um Oh, the New York Phil. I thought you were talking about that that one in Indianapolis. Maybe the black concert hall. No, I was right. Philadelphia. Oh, the the opera house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not that one. They don't got that. They that's what y'all need to do. Five hundred fifty million over there. Let's see what we can see. What we can make shape. So, um, but part of what their strategy is behind this renovation. Um, is to make Geffen Hall not just a concert venue but a gathering place so it includes a coffee shop an Afro-Caribbean restaurant um, and a welcome center next to the lobby they're going to have small performances talks and classes on music and wellness um, inside a, si- a sidewalk studio which is visible from um, Broadway so it's going to be cute I just actually saw I just read a profile on the dude it's a black chef who's opening the restaurant that's going to be in that uh, concert hall and I was actually just watching a co- uh, cooking show with my grandma and he was a guest judge on there I was like oh I just read about him period Um, so he's opening that restaurant if I ever end up you know visiting New York again I probably will then that might be cute if you're over there go check him out oh yeah in the That's symphony cute. too you said what I said oh yeah in the symphony too they over there it's literally their hall you could just sneak out before they start <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a classical music podcast, right? Now we talking about allegedly. Um, so they also in the renovation decided to reduce the size of the hall, so it now seats uh twenty two hundred people. It previously sat two thousand seven hundred and thirty eight. Um, okay, y'all selling out more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep um but uh, apparently that had to do that that helped them fix i guess some sound problems that they were having and it also allowed the orchestra to focus on other priorities including building closer ties to the community and finding a conductor to replace oh yeah their conductor uh job vince baden is stepping down as music director in 2024 girl how y'all how, how y'all uh a conductor arm doing girl i could whip something up period 
Let me go down there. Open auditions. Girl, when I had to go back to when I went back to ISU to like for my well, I don't know what it was. Uh my little visit or whatever and I had to conduct I did like a guest teaching thing with string project. I was like, I don't even know how to do a four pattern anymore. But it came back to me. It came right on back. <laughs> and I was like Katie, hold on. I was like, I was looking around my apartment. I was like, I can't even find my sticks. Like, I haven't conducted in so live because since I lived in Rochester, and that was in 2020. And I went there this year to do do little master class, do a little this and that. And in Rochester, no, nah. oh, they- thing. I was about to say. Okay, well, I don't have one of the news things. Just a couple of deadlines is coming up. Ooh, by the time this, by the time this come out, y'all need to hurry up. Um. A couple of Sphinx-related things on October 20th. I mean, I'm not even finna talk about the competition because if you if you wasn't already applying, <laughs> you're not going to be ready by October 20th to send in a tape. But um, the Sphinx Venture Fund, which um, awards $300,000 to initiatives designed to solve a change, solve a challenge, rather, um, related to diversity, equity, and inclusion in the sphere of performing arts with an emphasis on classical music. They are accepting pitches um, applied by October 20th. Get your, get, they, they be giving out six-figure six checks, so I would get over there. Um, if you have an idea, Sphinx Lead, which is Leaders in Excellence, Arts, and Diversity, um, is a fellowship, a two-year leadership program that's designed to evolve the industry landscape by empowering the next generation of executive leaders. So if you're an arts administrator, you trying to make something shake, it's two years. They have a whole bunch of uh, guest speakers coming in and um, all types of leadership training in all aspects. I will link... So you can learn more. Like they have the curriculum online if you want to learn more about it. Um, that's October twentieth as well. Um, and Sphinx Orchestral Partners auditions, aka SOPA, which is for Black and Latinx orchestral musicians. It's an excerpt competition, um, and they're accepting applications. I'll link that as well. I can't believe they made that a competition too. It's so funny that they made that a competition before. Um, I want to see Sphinx do a um another like big competition but for like wins woodwinds and brass that would be cool apparently they're not interested that's crazy like why would they not be interested in that i wonder if they do some girls so much other stuff i mean they're definitely not interested in choir from what i hear well i'm fine with that okay but (laughs) (laughs) so maybe they maybe they will will expand i mean i'm not i'm not in their business maybe they will expand they do stuff for them like they can do soap but they can do the audition intensives and stuff like that but i'm like i want to see adam up there doing a little two two i want to see like a little a woodwind competition that would be cool mm-hmm. that would be cool um and yeah that's what i got going on so if you're interested in any of that oh yeah and oh uh sphinx connect is also there's no deadline on it so if you want to register for that that's open it's january 26th through 28th so in person this year all right y'all time for the intermission what's it called it's called the intermission that's what it's time for and you know it's been fall for like two three weeks now but like i feel like where i'm at it's starting to get a little cozy that's that's a stretch for memphis it's still at very much 80 degrees but it also is like you know it's not the same 80 degrees that we were 
facing during the summer. It's like got a little nip on the end of it. So I was like, I want to do like some little cozy stuff. I want to hear like um, some of your comfort things. Um, and yeah, maybe we could play a little snippet. I have to pull mine up because I didn't get it. But we'll start. So I want to know, let's start easy. I want to know what's your comfort meal. Like what's your favorite? What's your comfort meal? Like it's about to be cozy and up time, blankets, leaves changing colors that I What's your comfort meal? That don't, that don't happen here, but <laughs> your leaves don't change. No, I never they saw an orange leaf until I mean they change brown when they die. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but mine is pasta usually, mm. like any type. I prefer angel hair when it's red sauce fettuccine if it's white sauce this girl on TikTok said that she don't care some the pastas change different t- taste different depending on the shape do you agree or disagree the actual pasta itself no but the meal yeah because the ratio is different it's like the ratio of noodle to like you're getting more like you if you're doing like a tubular pasta like just something i like angel hair because it's very minimal because I prefer more sauce than noodles. So angel hair is like, it don't get in the way. I'm not tasting like plain noodle, mm-hmm. you know. But like when it, you have like pasta that has more like dough per noodle, then like, yeah, you're tasting more like just plain pasta, which I don't prefer. But the actual, like if I were to eat a plain cooked angel hair noodle and a plain cooked penne, like the, no, they don't taste different. Yeah, I don't think they taste different either. But the dish taste taste different. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, I do think like if you put the same, you put the same pasta noodle like like you said like penne and then you put cavatappi. I love me a cavatappi, but it's just like even though it all tastes the same, you still prefer like I prefer cavatappi. That's my favorite type of noodle, (laughs) cavatappi. It's versatile because you can use it for mac and cheese, or you can also use it for red. That's Very versatile. I'll be, I'll be like looking. It's so funny when people use non macaroni for mac and cheese. It's like that's cavatappi and cheese. That is true. <laughs> while while that is true, I do love a cavatappi noodle and mac and cheese. That's, see, that's that's a, that's a good idea. Your first, your daughter cavatappi. Period. Write write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Um, my comfort meal is bangers and mash. That's like my favorite, especially like when it's like cold outside. Love me bangers and mash. And I remember when going vegan, my first bangers and mash was not nice. It was not, it was nasty because I use the wrong type of sausage. But also, we don't have the vegan sausage that's here now is not the vegan sausage we had back in 2017 when I went vegan. So I was like, dang, this is really it, huh? This is what we're gonna be doing. But I love me a bangers and mash with a nice, um, chunky mustard. Like not chunky is the wrong word. Like a a coarse mustard to dip the sausages in, with lots of onions and lots of lots of onions and lots of mushrooms. And then you t- then you make the perfect bite because you got some. You could might have some like, um, baked broccoli or roasted broccoli on the side so you could do the perfect bite with the broccoli a little piece of vegan sausage some onions some mushrooms and then you scoop it into the mashed potatoes yeah 
<laughs> man I love Bangers and Mash period okay yo what is your comfort show it really it like it depends right now I'm watching the nanny so I you made me I remember you tweeted about the nanny didn't you mm-hmm. and it, I was like I forgot about the nanny yeah so. what are you watching on HBO yeah yeah, I'm about to start watching it. I've been watching a lot of TV lately, which is crazy because I don't normally watch TV. Um, my favorite comfort show right now, usually, is a different world. Right now, it's Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is so freaking good. Like, I enjoy it so much. Okay, um, yo, comfort song. What's your comfort song? I'm gonna pull mine up. Ooh, you just remind me of the question you're gonna ask after this. <laughs> you said what? So that just reminded me of the song. I mean, of the what you're gonna ask me after this. <laughs> um, you know, it's just so hard for me to make decisions. the The one that I picked, I picked a song called "Girl Blue" by CB Wonder. I may, I may not have played this before. I don't remember, but I hate dropping stuff in the middle but i think that's what i need to do for this song so usually puts me in a better mood mm-hmm. okay mine is might seem random but <clears throat> my comfort song it changes but right now my comfort song is something good and <laughs> this is how it sounds perhaps I had a wicked childhood I had a miserable youth, but somewhere in my wicked, miserable past, there must have been a moment of truth, for here you are standing Must have done 
The Sound of Music is one of my favorite oh, musicals. It's one of my favorite. I'm, I actually want to watch it this weekend, but I have it on DVD. And Dang. so that's why I have to watch it this week instead of la- last week. Because the thought, it's very easy to do. But the thought of me getting a DVD player and hooking up to my computer, I wasn't going to do all that. But, um, man, it's, it's on my nostalgia playlist on, on Spotify. Like, love me a good little musical. Okay, what's your nostalgia? What's not nostalgic? Yo, comfort. Peace. I told you to take classical music, make me feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember, I remember after I graduated one time, I don't even remember what the piece was, but I was like, I just listen to classical music for pleasure. Like, and not like, not, I, cause I listen to classical music quite a bit in my free time and like for, like to enjoy, but I mean like not thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because when, even when I listened to classical music to enjoy, I was thinking about, oh, look at that part. Like, I was hearing an orchestra. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. I felt like I was doing a very surface level. Like, I was just listening to it. Yeah. Like, and, and it wasn't like, because that's why I can't focus when I listen to classical music because my brain be going off. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was the first time it didn't. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is crazy. But um, I don't even remember what piece that was. But I was going to pick the Brook Violin Concerto, but we was just talking about that. So I picked the second movement of um, Brahms Violin Concerto, number three. You're going to say Brahms too, but I don't like saying Brahms too because this is like um, Candyman. Every time I say that piece in the mirror, it's on every audition list for the next for the next six months. So period. To the, it grew on me. I don't know who hurt him. Yeah. Oh, Clara. Sorry. But he ended up. Not just playing. Did Clara? He ended up with Clara, right? I don't think so. I hope not. Chumana won. I forgot. Like, you know, after I clicked off of that episode yesterday, last week, you know, I wanted to go listen to that. And I listened to it like all week. It's so good. And (laughs) I will say. You said what? Okay, part of the problem. Listen. I will say like the it doesn't only the first movement bangs. I, I realized that, and that's when this that symphony is interesting because it has five movements. I I didn't change it because I was doing something that <laughs> I would have turned it off. But that first movement bangs, and it's because he used to like throw himself into the Rhine and stuff like that. He was he was going through it. He was going through it because the Brahms I'm playing allegedly. Okay, if you've been listening to classical back long enough, you know exactly what I'm playing for not even saying nothing.
I had to wait for it to get thick. I can't stop now. <laughs> Sibelius one, man. One of the best symphonies ever written. I don't care. Fight with your mama. Don't fight with me. Okay. It's so good. From there's there are few symphonies for me that like from downbeat to upbeat, from minute one to minute forty, it's good. All the way through. There's no dull moment. Wow. I wonder why you don't like his little Finlandia then. I gotta give it a second chance. Cause I had Finlandia one of the pieces just like that Carnival the Animal piece. It's just like I didn't have a good first go. Mm. Man. That's why I named that program after him. Sibelius? That's what I named it. Cause he <laughs> wrote that. And they were like, yo, ain't no other choice. Wow. I can't. I want to play that again. That's why I need a job. Somebody give me a job. Cause I feel like people who play this all the time, they're just like, "Girl, we played it. We played that last season." I'm like, "Good for you." I haven't played this since 2014. I am yearning to play that piece again. It is so much fun. But yeah, that's it. That's the intermission. Okay. Well, okay, 34 minutes. Period. Listen, we're doing really well. We could really wrap this up so. I know. Um, okay, so this week we talk. We I forgot where we left off last week. I know where we didn't get to, but I forgot exactly where we left off. Yeah, me too. But um, basically, we was gonna talk about we we want to talk about the beef that's going on in the rap girly world because I feel like there's more female rappers now than than more like mainstream female rappers now than ever, and. I feel like a lot of times, you know, they've been doing a really good job of like being supportive and stuff like that to each other, but there's just this one feud that we just can't get past. And everybody being dragged in and it's almost like everybody's in teams now. It's like either you in Cardi's camp or you in Nikki's camp. Yeah. And if you have not been online, then you might not know there was a whole situation happening between Cardi B and JT from City Girls, which kind of, I feel like all roads lead back to this beef, to be honest. The beef between Cardi and Nicki. Because, um, so what we believe started it, there was a tweet by somebody basically saying that um, all of the girls that was on um, the remix to Nikki's song Super Freaky Girl there was a bunch of female rappers on that song basically saying that they was jealous watching Glorilla who just got a Cardi feature get like the super successful song um without having to basically kiss Cardi's ass because that seems like a lot of what I'm so, I was about to say sorry if there's any barbs I'm not sorry but um girl I'm not sorry but it seems like a lot of the time like Nikki like Nikki deserves a lot of you know respect for what her her status in rap but it seems like she is not confident in that and so she needs people to like she wants everyone to like make sure that they like kiss her ring basically yeah before um and so a lot of like how she be calling people like her sons and stuff like that like I get that's a part of like you know the persona but it seems like to her like you really gotta behave that way yeah because she don't like no, like she don't like nobody being bigger than her basically and so it's like that's what the person was saying like y'all all have to basically have to kiss up to nikki in order to get a, a feature or for y'all to be featured on her song but cardi would just 
collaborate with people who are up and coming and they don't have to mm-hmm. kiss her ass about it so um i wonder how different the landscape would be if like <clears throat> nikki didn't come up the way she came up you know what i'm saying like because when she came up like she was just like the it girl like i mean there was trina and um missy you know what i'm saying but it's like i remember when nikki like when first of all young money was like just such a moment I, we haven't really had anything like young money before and i i don't or since to be honest and i feel like she was like the only female rapper in young money right no she wasn't she was not the only female artist in that group but still like the way she came up i wonder she came up i wonder she came up around the time when more women started rapping i feel like we would just have a completely different landscape because she dominated for so long Mm -hmm. that like now she's just like completely insufferable like yeah i just feel like it just would have been way better a way better culture and a way better time if she had peers Um, yeah yeah and she came in you know I feel like she also had her her fair share of disrespect towards Lil Kim, who you would not exist without. Yeah. And um but yeah, I just feel like she was it was just Nikki for so long and now there's so many. There's so many. And um it's like I feel like Nikki will collaborate. Like people have sort of like strong armed her into being nicer to That's all rappers. it is. That's why every time she collaborates with somebody, I don't I don't think it's genuine. Yeah. And I also feel like there was a one rapper, I forget who it was. They kinda did a dig at Coilerae, who actually I like Coilerae, but she got a Nikki feature on her album and I forget what rapper it was, but basically said that Nikki only collaborates with rappers that are not good. <laughs> and well, I don't believe that specifically is true. I do think that Nikki only collaborates with rappers who she doesn't think are better than her. Yeah. So, like, and I feel like that's, like, her fear or whatever. And it's, like, because Cardi is so big. Like, but I just wish she had more. I just wish she had more confidence because at the end of the day, as sickening as Cardi is, Cardi and Nikki are not, like, peers, peers. Like, they're contemporaries because Cardi, because Nikki's not that old. But, like, they're not, it's not a clean matchup it's not because there's really no one rapping like her i feel like the the closest one would be meg because nikki was already a legend before cardi was famous Mm -hmm. so it's like if she were to just sit in that then we wouldn't have to do this but you just feel so freaking threatened by other like other women it's very weird just sit in the fact that you're nikki fucking minaj like just like just know that like i feel like it would be it would stuff would just be better if you just knew that but so like to be to be completely afraid like i said like the 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 problem for me with nikki i don't listen to nikki because i don't think her music isn't good it's it's more of a morality thing to me like i don't want i don't i can't get behind you <laughs> like i can't get behind you like if she's on a song i'm not gonna if she's on a song i don't cut it off like how i do the baby but like i just feel like she's just so ill will it's just like you are so talented you could actually rap and i'm not saying my girl you know i love car i love belkley's down boots like that's my girl but you are very talented relax yeah and a lot of the stuff also yeah that people have problems with nikki about is the sex offender husband how she like 
relishes in in sicking her fans on people yeah like knowing that bars they send death threats that this one then she had to change her number she's taking legal action against them thank god i hope she gets some of them too because the type of stuff that they were sending her was outrageous out freaking rages but the whole thing happened when that person tweeted that thing about the girls having to kiss up to her jt who was on that remix responded and basically that's what it it broke out a fight between between cardi and jt that's basically mm-hmm. their beef but like we said all roads lead back to cardi and nikki it was weird too because jt never talks to us so it's like i remember even a video went viral <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago this dude was doing a solid tiktok where he was like treating the rap girlies like i don't know little I don't know how to describe it without it being weird, but basically like little pets that needed to be captured, like little animals that need to be captured. Like he shrunk, he edited the video so he shrunk them down so they look like the size, they'll be like the size of like mice or something like that. And they will be like dancing and he will like catch them. He made them, he made one for like all the girls. He made one for Cardi, he made one for JT and he made one for the Nikki. Those are the three that I saw. And, and I, I remember quoting him, but this is why JT doesn't talk to us because JT does not get on the internet. So for her to like that—that's why I thought Loki Cardi started it because that wouldn't—that wouldn't even be off brand for Cardi because that's what I don't understand. You have so much freaking money, go raise your kids, mama. Um, but to see that JT Loki kind of started because I feel like JT was like, oh, not at all. I wouldn't even like that. Like, congrats to Glorilla and her and her new song. And it's like I don't know. It's just shady to me. Yeah, and the song that she that she did, even though the song that the, the original poster was talking about was the song that Glorilla had with Cardi, the one that JT responded and congratulated Glorilla on was the one that was not with Cardi. Mm-hmm. So that was why that's why people thought it was shade. And then and then JT took it to the next level when she quoted uh, Cardi talking about go get some talent, like which I so liked <laughs> JT. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, like first of all, you could say Cardi don't got talent as much as you as much as you can. I mean, look at the material. Cardi's huge, like, so she got something, right? And Cardi's huge and fun, and her a lot of Cardi stuff is good. Y'all just don't y'all people like to write off Cardi. And um, and and then of course the internet did what it did, and and somebody dug up a video of some producer telling JT to rap like Cardi and her taking the note so I was like that's embarrassing that was mad embarrassing I was like, I think I think JT rap I feel like the thing that is so weird to me about all this stuff is like I wish I could see what we see it's like I'm not gonna say JT can't rap but I go to JT for a specific sound like she I don't know JT offers something completely different than what Cardi offers to me so it's just like y'all going back about like, oh, you get some talent. Girl, go back and play with your weird man. Once y'all burning your house down, go fi- go check the smoke detectors. Well, the age old question of classically black is what does this have to do with classical music? Because <laughs> one thing we're going to do is bend it around, okay? <laughs> one thing about it. It's going to come back. 
<laughs> that's the under the underlying question where everybody is wondering. So, well, we are talking about competition today. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I realized my notes um are on my desk, but I'm going to. I think I remember. <laughs> I was looking at my phone like where's the note at and I decided to write it down and I don't know why I did that because I never write anything down well sometimes we had a meeting yesterday I wrote it down that was Monday but it might as well have been yesterday anyway um so have you ever like have you ever like experienced like any like rivalry or like yeah like a rivalry in classical music that's kind of hilarious I feel like no the thing is I'm not a very competitive person like even like when I play team sports like that's really the only reason why I stopped playing um soccer was because like at the end of the day I just don't care (laughs) like like they would be it got to the point like they would be crying when we lost and stuff I'm like let's just get our orange slices and go home it's a game it's Wait, were you on like traveling tennis or were you on like down yeah, direct center? Oh yes, soccer. Sorry. Um, when we weren't traveling, there's like a big, like soccer soccer league out here, AYSO, and um, is that what it is? AYSO. I'm, pr- I'm like almost sure. It does. That's why. That's why it gave <laughs> me pause. That's why it gave me pause. But I think that's it. Yeah. Cause something, some probably like American Youth Soccer Organization or something like that. Yeah, AYSO Soccer, American Youth Soccer Organization. Yep. Yeah. So it's like you know, I'm sure they have you know stuff all over the country, but it wasn't like no, wasn't a big thing. But once you get to a certain age, like you know, you went high school. Like I stopped playing before high school because that's when I was getting real into it, and um, I was bad at it. <laughs> I was very bad. I'm not athletic at all. I played soccer because I thought it was fun. But I didn't soccer care if I won. Fun. So I was not, I wasn't someone that anybody would want on the team. So <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't. And it was socially like, like whatever. It was, you know, mm, yeah. a bunch of white girls that didn't talk to me. So uh, the The only rivalry I could think of <laughs> was in high school because like so I was I was principal and that really doesn't mean much but I was principal from like sophomore to senior year for three years the reason why I say it doesn't mean much is because I was not a true principal I feel like it's very hard for a high school student to be a true principal I didn't decide the Boeings I didn't you know what I'm saying I wasn't turning around telling people what to do maybe once or twice. I don't remember. That was so long ago. The only thing I did for real as a principal was lead sectionals. Like that's the only thing that like I, how I truly acted as a principal and a girl next to me, I I should say her name because it it doesn't even matter, but I'm not going to the girl next to me would like always be weird to me and like, we had to we had playing exams you know like the little cute little like try to outplay each other type stuff but like it was freaking high school you're not playing better than me like all of y'all like I actually care about this and like it was a top orchestra whatever but it's just like I play better than y'all so there's really no point in all of this 
the reason why I stopped acting like that is because college humbled me so bad that there's to me there's really no point like there's there has been no rivalry since like girl I first of all up until recently I don't really play I wasn't like in undergrad I wasn't playing better than anyone so there's really no point in having a rivalry and then Eastman everybody good so it's like I mean I would say like I wasn't I wasn't the bottom of the pack but who was no I'm just playing (laughs) (laughs) I think by the time I left Eastman like I was I was one of the better ones but that's just like because I was there I was playing I was working hard um but that's how anything goes normally seniors play better than freshmen so like that's like any that's any school situation so but rivalry in classical music is just like I it also like at the very very end of the day I don't care enough about it like obviously like I care about viola I would not spend so much time with something that I did not care about but like to compete with other people I'm, I'm just not I'm not a competitive person by nature and now I know the lady is, is gonna disagree with me so I'm just gonna clarify by saying I'm competitive you, you said what I don't think you're competitive I get competitive about things that I that I think are fun and I know Viola is fun oh now I know what you what you said I was about to say I don't think you're competitive <laughs> like but now I know what you would say that because spoons so yeah it's like Playing spoons with Katie is not fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's, it's big not a, fun. It's no. It's, it's not. huge fun. Mega fun. No. So much. Fun. See, it's the See, funnest. And this, and, and this will tell you exactly why. It's not. It's fun. the funnest. It's not even a game anymore. It's the funnest. We have so much fun. Fun, fun. Everybody's having fun. Um, I love. I think viola is fun, but like, to me, there's no point. Especially like now I'm grown. What am I gonna do? Compete with my stand partner MSO? Like, come on, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? So right to me, it's like now it's there's no point. But like I'm competitive about things I know, I know I can win at, and things that I know I'm good at. So for example, um, a couple of years ago I challenged my co- my cousin to a mac and cheese off because I knew my vegan mac and cheese was good. I knew it was good, and I won. I knew I had a chance of winning, so I'm gonna start talking stuff. I'm gonna start being like, "Yeah, Dakota, like da da da." He is challenging me again sure. over the winter break, and I'm nervous because he's a chef. So now he really finna. I don't know what he finna do. You know, I'm ner- I I'm probably gonna lose this one, and I'm okay with that. I already won one, but he's probably gonna he gonna bring his A game. You don't know what kind of ingredients he gonna come down truffle. I don't know what he finna do, cause especially like I've been talking smack. I was like, yeah, yeah, I be my cousin. This is my Dakota, my cousin Dakota. I be him. Every time I introduce him, yeah, I be him in the mac and cheese off. Wow. Like, <laughs> like I know, so I I deserve to lose. Like I already know that there's a strong possibility that I'm gonna lose in January, but that's okay. Spoons. And then one time, me and Joy mollywop Tyler in space, but we, me and Joy, we didn't start talking stuff until we knew we was gonna win. I so I. It's, I'm not even a true competitive person because I'm gonna be humble until it's time. So and every 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 month or so, I'm probably gonna text the group chat after we get off here. Every month or so, I like to remind Tyler that we, cause Tyler's a sore loser, and he would get on here and he would say that Tyler's a sore loser. So he would not talk. He Tyler did not talk to us for the rest of the day. It was seven That's p.m. Ridiculous. Tyler did not talk. And the thing I think why he was so mad at us because he taught us how to play spoons uh, and we was spades? quiet you said what spades you mean he, see look he taught us how to play spades because we were like 
yeah, we all know how to play. And then me and Joe was just trying to figure it out. And this the minute me and Joe figured wow. it out. We started, but you know, we started piping up. You know, Joy did may, way more work than me, cause that's how Joy is. I love them down, but you know, they did more than me. But we started piping up, and we saw he's gonna win. And then, and Tyler didn't talk to us for the rest of the night. We live with Tyler, by the way, at Splito, so um, he ain't talk to us. I'm gonna text him. I'm gonna text him right now. Be like, remember when we meet you at Spon- at Spades? But yeah. Yeah, you made me forget. I, I mean, you made me re- remember high school. Yeah, I had a little a little thing, <laughs> um, because I went to my second high school my junior year, and so most people kind of already know how orchestra seating is gonna work out. And so there was a senior. I've already talked about that stand partner who was rude, um, but there was another junior there who assumed you know that he was going to be assistant principal <laughs> because they didn't know any uh, incoming students and so when we succeeding auditions I placed in front of him and I was assistant principal and that was a whole thing and um became even more of a thing when we became seniors because then it's like who's sitting principal for all these important events mm-hmm. that we had to do and it's so funny because a friend of mine who's a violist had a similar situation except for that rivalry was all four years because she went there the whole time and um usually you know whoever's principal it ends up being a senior you know just like you said seniors are usually better um if they if they're doing something right and <laughs> right. um especially when you're in smaller sections like that when there's usually not going to be a bunch of people in the same year then you know you kind of just know but because there were two like I guess contentious battles for principals in the viola se- section in the bass section everybody was sitting around wondering what the seating how the seating chart was going was going to turn crazy. out and guess what they did they made y'all co-principal yup they made us co-principal I freaking hate that I co-principals. hate that so much both sections had co-principals and um and so we had to negotiate you know, one person was principal for one semester, and another person was principal for the other. We didn't do such a clean deal because I, I was like, I need graduation, so I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying principal for graduation, but he wanted the music gala, which is like a, a it's a music gala, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a gala thing, um, and it's so funny because I was like, that's fine, you can do first semester, and the music gala, which takes place in second semester, so I'll whatever as long as I get second semester and graduation, but it turns out. I didn't even end up playing a music gala because I was at the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had it regardless. So, yeah. That's my little my little rivalry, I guess. So, another aspect of, like, the competition thing, which, like, I think we should highlight, is, like, how it might not be a direct competition, but like how you navigate a space as a black person, a classroom space as a black person. Uh, Cause I always felt like most of the time, maybe not so much, not so, not so much an undergrad because, not so much an undergrad because um, I was on a different path, but like, my peers would never try to put me on or nothing. Like they always keeping everything to themselves or they telling everybody else. And it's like, that's not, 
directly competition, but it's just like the lack of camaraderie that was that was in your studio. I don't know if you like experienced that. Like, no one be trying to put you wants nothing, like a a, a de- uh, application deadline or anything like that. I don't know if you experienced mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely more likely to do that. Like, once we once we really had a black community in classical music, like. That's just kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, it's just like, I remember the most I experienced that, like, I think about how different my life in classical music is now versus, like, how it used to be. Like, I even think about, I was applying for something over the summer, and I was, I, I shared a suite with, with Joy and Tyler, and I was walking out, I was like, I had to go make this recording for something. And I was walking out and I was, they were like, what you about to go do? I was like, I'm about to go record. And they were like, with what? And I was like, my phone. And they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, uh-uh. And um, Tyler ended up, we did three days of recordings and he, he, ended, he used his phone, but he had like some type of app thing. It was, it's complicated. Tyler's very bougie, period. And he had this like mic thing and we did three days three days in a row he went up there we went up we found somewhere to record and he recorded me and he and he had my excerpts in front of him and he was what he was like okay no nah, i'll do it again he's like okay we got to take use that whatever and it's just like i was really like i really will never forget that because i was just so in awe about someone someone i mean he he plays flute so like he i guess it's not really a competition but i don't even think it would have mattered if he played flute if i played flute rather it's like that's just not something I, w- I have ever experienced from a peer. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever. It's always like what I gotta do and, and me and me and whatever. And it's just like that's what, that's what I love about like finally finding my people. Because it's just like that that kind of kindness, I literally would never forget that. Like he was up there with my excerpts on his iPad being like, girl, so when you do it again, do this and whatever. And like I'm lost here and do that. Like three days in a row he's supposed to be resting we don't have no rehearsal whatever it's like i've never experienced that in class i've been playing viola like in uh, in organized classical music or like whatever since 18 10 years of being in college meet all these people that that's the first time whatever it's just like that's crazy everything else is always like i got i ain't telling this person about it because whatever and this person gonna be there too and and that is weird behavior yeah yeah i don't know i hope we see i feel like we were seeing that for a while with the with the rap girls but it's getting a little contentious so i feel like the only the only solution and this is gonna sound ridiculous but the only solution is for Cardi and Nicki just to square up. I already know who finna win, but it's just like I don't know what's gonna get Car- uh, Nicki to stop acting like that. And it's I feel like most of the problems come from there. And Nick and Cardi tried to handle it. Cardi tried to handle it. I forgot what that um event they were at, and Cardi tried to square up on her, and Nicki cowered in the back. You remember that? Yeah. These people think- to get along. You said what? 
honestly, I think all hell would break loose if they actually fought. I would live. Because then it will be it will be mayhem in the streets. They probably deactivate Twitter that day. Yeah. And batten down the hatches because it's gonna be barbs and, and Barty Gang. And Barty Gang just, is so chill. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm biased. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they they're are. Not bad. They're not as bad as Barb's, but they they don't help the situation for sure. Okay, they don't help. That is fair because every under everything, just like every under every, just like under everything of Cardi, there's Barb's going crazy. Every under everything of Nikki is Barty Gang saying saying stuff about Nikki too. And although I do think in the, in the overall situation, Nikki is more in the wrong, I still think they, they still got worms for brains, just like bars do. <laughs> because, of like, there's no, like, you don't know these people. It's so <laughs> weird. Stan culture is so weird. And it rarely pays off. There is one TikTok creator that I follow. Because I feel like, to be fair, I don't think most celebrities wanted me to stand. Because I feel like a stand is someone like, neurotic you know what i'm saying like yeah at least a fan like i feel like i'm a fan of cardi like if i saw her i probably wouldn't even speak to her i'd be like so nervous i'd be like i don't want to bother your day like you just trying to just try to go about your day but i'm like hey Marley. like but i stand as someone who's obsessed they know your birthday your blood type where you live yeah. at your address like it's and it rarely pays up this is tiktok creator that i follow his name is carson i think he's so funny he is so incredibly funny He's a he's a he's a barb, and he ended up um, meeting Cardi and ended up uh, introducing her, not Cardi, Nikki, and ended up um, in, uh, introducing her at an award show. That rarely happens. <laughs> rarely. Normally, it's just chaos. Yeah. Well. Right. Period. We need to have we need to have like something like this in classical music just to shake the girls up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. You pick somebody to be your rival. Tabea Zimmerman. Zimmerman. She be like, she if I if I pick Tabea as my freaking rival, you know she'll be thinking that Cardi line. She says she my op. I don't okay. know how to look her up. <laughs> And Tabea will be like, she's just a fan. You'll go right to my Spotify and see that I indeed am. It will just be embarrassing yeah. all around. Tabea is like literally the standard for me right. playing right like, now. <laughs> uh, be on Dick Today, stream everywhere to up tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like, you stream, you stream every second. <laughs> she's like, this girl's a fan. I'll be like, it is. Tabea is like literally like the standard for VO playing at this very second and the second before that and the coming second she's just that girl I can't think of many players who play better than her off the top of my head alright moving on I would love to move on I'm sure you would however 
All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Dr. James Golson. Uh, Dr. Golson is a retired clarinet professor at the Rudy Scheidt School of Music at the University of Memphis. Um, he was the principal clarinetist with the Memphis Symphony from the mid 1970s until 2012. He holds an undergraduate degree. I was like, that's the backwards, Katie. <laughs> You said what? I thought you were going to say the mid-1970s to 20s. I was like, that's backwards. You know, this was up for the girls. Right. Well, okay, no, no one like him. <laughs> <laughs> he holds an undergraduate degree from Michigan State University, master's and doctor degree from the Catholic University. Um, he was a member of the U.S. Navy Band in Washington, D.C., and also appeared as a frequent soloist. Um he performs re- regularly with the clarinetist as a clarinetist right because he plays clarinet with the Orica ensemble and is currently the clarinetist emeritus the memphis woodwind quartet and the professor emeritus and court clarinet at the university of memphis so period shout out to him okay man um, my piece of the week is the one I was thinking of when I was trying to figure out if it was Schumann one. No, it was Schubert nine. Um, specifically the scare, so it goes up. So Yes, my piece of the week. Period. Thank you so much for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. I'm going to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send us to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. We have a conference in a month. Don't miss it. It's going to be cute. Um, isblackmusicians.com. .gov.com. Now, why would it be .gov? <laughs> yes, listen. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> is black musicians on social media thank you for listening we'll see y'all next week bye y'all bye